You are now tuned into On a Tuesday, the podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Aaron. Thanks for joining me as I share my perspectives on life, art, love, and everything in between. I hope to leave you better than I found you. Welcome to my passion. Let's talk about it. Today with me on the podcast, I have Ashley. Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Ashley Lania. I am a branding specialist, a graphic designer. I'm also one half of a creative events agency, Power Connecticut. Yeah. So today we are continuing the conversation about that transition from job to dream. And I know a lot of us, we're still on the cusp of job and dream where we're balancing both. Where are you on that spectrum? Are you fully into the dream now or are you still balancing? Uh, I'm still balancing, but I definitely have most of my body into the dream at the moment. Um, Yeah, so I guess just to like talk about my journey. Mm -hmm. So yeah, obviously I went to school not obviously, but I went to University of Hartford mm-hmm. and I got my bachelor's degree. When I first started out, I was like, oh, I'm going to do psychology because it was just something that, you know, members of my family did. And after being in psychology classes, it was super interesting. I just felt like, you know, this isn't, this isn't it. Mm-hmm. This isn't mm-hmm. the perfect fit for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took one class. Um, just like an elective called advertising and copywriting layout Mm. and I fell in love Mm. so that's when I knew I wanted to go into like advertising or just something where I could help people build their brands or like tell their stories Um, from there I just but I didn't know like what I was gonna do I didn't really know anyone successful in that field yeah Um, and just like a lot of my peers a lot of my peers, they were also in marketing and advertising, but I also had a group of peers that whose parents were very strict that were like, no, you need to be a doctor mm-hmm. or you need to be a lawyer or some type of like tactical um, career. And it, it, I had a lot of pressure and I'm just like, okay, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, it was my senior year of college and still didn't know what I was going to do. Um, I can honestly say college did not give me the experience for what <laughs> I where I ended up today yeah. um I say the connections that I made mm-hmm. um yeah but everything I learned after so after I graduated I was working at J Crew mm-hmm. in the mall and at the time I'm like okay I didn't even do an internship mm-hmm. while I was in school wow. I didn't do an internship um because I, I guess I was just still trying to figure myself out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up doing an internship the summer after I graduated. Okay. Um, which, I don't know, it's kind of backwards, but ended up working out. So I interned at a creative advertising agency. Um, and it was different. <laughs> uh, so I was the only person of color. Mm-hmm at that agency wow. and the only person of color that had ever worked at that really? agency. Yeah. Oh wow. Um and, and not to like be 
super focused on that um but it was always a reminder Mm -hmm. to me every single day right it definitely it makes a statement it definitely does though because i didn't understand i didn't understand it Mm -hmm. because i'm like i have so many friends that graduated in this field or people that i know you know that are that have that interest like okay but whatever i'm like let me let me fill it out let me get this experience i started as an intern um and I was doing stuff like uh, social media management and, like, copywriting and, um, you know, just research and stuff mm-hmm. for different companies, uh, regional, global companies. Like, one of my clients was, like, Double Tree by Hilton Hotels oh, and stuff like that. They have but some fantastic cookies. Yes. <laughs> yes. That was literally half the things I wrote about with the cookies. But, um... <laughs> Um, so that was one of the company's clients and I would do a lot of back end stuff. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to actually be at the like pitch mm-hmm. presentation meetings. But um it was always a goal of mine. Um after like a few year few years, few months interning while also working at Drake J Crew while also um doing freelance work for like nonprofits in the area. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, sis, like, (laughs) we need a job, like a job, job. (laughs) And, um, you know, I was blessed for them to offer me a full-time position. Mm -hmm. That was, like, the first real experience in my career. Nice. And I was so hyped, you know, I would get there early, I would work late. I was working on all of these dope client client products that I could never imagine myself working on, and I was in love with what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, when I kind of started seeing a shift of like, there's got to be more, uh, was was when I just felt like there wasn't enough representation. Mm-hmm. And I guess when I say that is, I actually I worked on a lot of campaigns, some for. Um, Hartford that represented Hartford Mm -hmm. and just like a bunch of different companies and I felt like I kept having to say where are the people that are not white in this campaign um, in this advertisement and after a while I just got tired of saying it Mm -hmm. but I I mean like I felt like it was my duty like you're here you need need to push that but it just kind of became like I don't know it was like not a burden but it was stressful Mm -hmm. and so there was that aspect of it it was also another aspect of me knowing that i was severely underpaid um and i didn't even that's a motivator (laughs) (laughs) i didn't it's the sad part is i knew i was but i didn't realize how much until one woman one woman came to work um at my job and she really shaked everything up like Mm -hmm. after she came i could honestly say she's one of the people that like opened my eyes to like my capabilities mm-hmm. and she oh <laughs> she um she always questioned everything like everybody was kind of like okay with the working <laughs> yeah. style like not okay with the working style they were unhappy they were we were going they just we didn't want to say anything they didn't say anything yeah. Whew, she came in there like Charles Blazing, she questioned everything, you know, talked about like the salary. This is not equal to like what's in the market value right now, like what's going on. Um, 
you know encouraging me to advocate for myself so yeah. like when we can't when it came time to those meetings like you need to go in there and show all the work you did mm-hmm. why aren't you getting paid this much why is this not your um uh, you know your title your position <laughs> and when i finally when i finally got like the courage to like go in <laughs> i remember I got ready for this meeting one time. I mean, I spent like 24 <laughs> hours. Cause I just like, I felt like I had to prove myself. I've been working super hard here. I need a, um, a promotion, like title raise. I need mm-hmm. more money, all that. I came with a folder, like a thick folder with like receipts, like emails <laughs> from everybody telling me I was doing a good job, printed out the market share value in Connecticut for this job, whatever, whatever. Like, so that was the moment when I kind of like really recognized my worth. And then I remember feeling so defeated when I left that meeting mm-hmm. um when they challenged my worth the entire meeting and then like also told me like mm, sorry we can't give you um we can't give you a higher title or a promotion right now and oh, I was man. just like I felt like like it kind of affected me in terms of like how I felt about myself for a second until I snapped out of it but mm-hmm. it was just like wow like I'm in the field that I thought that I loved and I'm like doing my best and I'm like doing more than other people that are around me like why am I not getting um that same value that same appreciation and that that was a point for me where I was like ready to go mm. I was ready to go and then um, other people outside started seeing my value like they saw like what I, the work that I was doing there and they wanted me to do stuff and I remember that company um, issued a, a, non, a non-compete, non-compete for us to cite oh, which, yeah, yeah. which is really normal <laughs> in advertising yeah. and in that field but at the time I didn't know like I didn't really know so much about it now mm. I realize that it's something that um, everyone kind of does but it, the non-compete came with the contingency that oh you're getting a raise after this by um by the way but it's going to be prorated like you're not going to get the raise until it's signed oh so wow. that came that came like a really big um wake up call to me like okay so not only are they not recognizing my not recognizing my recognizing my value by paying me and like giving mm-hmm. me the title I want. They are low key recognizing my value, which is why they're giving me. The yeah, yeah. It's like we we see you're good, but we're not gonna tell you because we don't want to have to pay you for it. So, oh, that is yeah that is a conundrum. So mm. I'm just like I was in a place where I'm like, do I sign this? And at the time, I had my apartment, rent to pay, all that stuff, and I'm like, I did. So I signed it, but I told myself. Um, if this non-compete lasts for two years, I need to be out here in a year. So by the time that I'm 25, I can do my own thing. Mm-hmm. So I gave myself that that um, time frame. And the environment and the culture just got so um, so toxic that I couldn't even last that long. Oh, man. And I remember... Um, I remember I used to cry at work like Mm. I don't think people realize how much it can affect you (laughs) like your body your mind your spirit like I used to just could not wait till the day was over and I'm like I have to do something and I remember (laughs) 
Oh my gosh! It was this one meeting that this guy he not um he met me through my job, but he wanted to work with me outside of my job. Mm-hmm. Um, he wanted me to do like PR and like branding and stuff for like a boxer. So he's like, "Oh yeah, we have to meet at six a.m." And I'm just like, <laughs> at that time, I'm like waking up that early. But so I went to the meeting, and he asked me about all the stuff that I could do, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I can do graphic design." I can do all of these things. And he's like, oh, can I see a work sample? And I realized I didn't have any. Oh, dang. Well, with a meeting that early, I would have forgot. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the thing is, is like, I hadn't even been in a place mentally where I had compiled all my stuff. Got you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, it's not like I had, I had a good amount of stuff, but I had, it, I wasn't even in the mental space where I compiled all my stuff. And it's crazy because the job that I was in, they told me that even though I could do, I know how to do graphic design and I was good at it. They said, I can't do that. You have to stay in your lane. So they will only let me do oh, okay. blog writing, social media and mm. content writing. Putting you in that box. Yeah. This guy invites me to this meeting. Um, I'm super excited because this would be my first opportunity outside of my job that I could do, like, Mm -hmm. um, some more, like, branding and, like, PR stuff. And I realized, like, I didn't even have my stuff together. So I I, I felt super defeated again. And he's like, so you're telling me you don't have... Oh no! You don't have your portfolio together. He got worded like that. And no, but he was super blunt, and I was I took it so I took it so to the heart. Like I took it emotionally. Like who does he think he is? And then I came to realize, Ashley, you you're like every day crying like at work. You're saying like you want to get out of this. You want a different opportunity, and you're not even really like showcasing or like. Mm-hmm. putting together something that yeah, shows all that you can that do yeah. i have to be prepared and i was i was ex- using the excuse of oh well, my job doesn't let me do graphic design but you've done things for like your peers or mm-hmm. like your you know family friends why is that not why is that not together so I got to that space and I was like, you know, I'm really going to start taking myself seriously. I need to start doing something. And that's when I started my blog. Um, I started my blog, Bossy by Nature. And how I came up with that is it was a way for me to, like, validate to myself, like, you have what it takes. Mm -hmm. And the Bossy by Nature thing, a lot of people don't know this. It came because both of my parents... Um, even my mom having coming from like a West Indian background yeah. were entrepreneurial and um, what they did um, like when they first started their careers like they both had jobs but also started a TV show and did all types of things like that so mm-hmm. when I say like by nature I just felt like it's in my blood it's in you. Yes. and um, I feel like a lot of us have that like even if you're say like someone in your family may not have done it mm-hmm. it's just in you yeah. like you know what I'm saying to just you just gotta find that that the way that it's gonna come out of you specifically because it's not gonna be the same as your mom and not gonna be the same as your dad. Exactly. But gotta find your specific. Exactly. Niche. Yeah. Um. Just like a way for us to like live our own purpose. So, so that was where um the blog started, and I was already writing blog posts for my job of how to elevate your branding and like yeah. tips and tricks and stuff like that for marketing, and I'm like. 
you know what? I'm about to start doing that for people that look like me. You know what I'm saying? So they was taking all your juice and yes. giving it to people that didn't even look like you. Yes, <laughs> taking, and, and then we didn't even really get bylines and anything like mm. that. It was just like, so I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm already learning how to do this. I know the tricks and how to get you know people to view and the type of ways to say things i'm like i'm i'm gonna do this for people that look like me so specifically it was the post that i wrote about like um how to brand yourself or like trademarking or Mm -hmm. um free stock photography stock photography sites and stuff like that Mm -hmm. i wanted girl girls women that were trying to be um, build their own brands or maybe they were in my field and they felt like they didn't know what to do or maybe they didn't have an internship that taught all the things that I learned I wanted them to, to have that information yeah. so yeah. that's just kind of where it started from and I did it out of a passion and I remember I used to be at work after once I started my blog I used to be at work writing my blog <laughs> <laughs> for my blog and I became addicted to it I, I woke up at 6 a.m., we'll go to Starbucks, work on my blog for a couple hours, then go to my job. And it gave me so much, it gave me so much more joy. Mm-hmm. Like, I still didn't like my job, but it was like, at least I'm doing something yes. about it. I'm yeah. not just complaining anymore. Like, yeah. and I mean, like, my graphics and my posts that I started out with were not lit at first like it was like trial and error but you still had to start in order to get where you are now i had to start and it was so funny to me because you know at first i was hiding like i I didn't do i didn't make it super public what i was doing because i didn't want my job to be like questioning it and then i remember after i did my first pitch they finally let me do my first pitch at my job Mm -hmm. and um I spent all night preparing for it and I remember I went to this pitch and one of the people on the company that we were pitching to pulled me inside and was like honestly if it was if it was just you and what you delivered and the energy that you came with today um we'd absolutely you know love to 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 go forward with this project and it was they pulled me to the side and said that and they actually didn't go with that they didn't go with us because it would be your job but not you yeah basically (laughs) basically that was necessary because your job trying to make you feel less valid and then them losing a client but you would have got the client yourself (laughs) (laughs) so for me and it was it was a private conversation but it was validation for me Mm -hmm. and um man i walked back i walked back when i walked back into work i had a different energy i had a different vibe like i was just like listen i'm the gem here like that was the kind of energy i was on i stopped hiding my blog like they i started posting on my facebook they were my some people at my job were my facebook friends and they started seeing it and they started asking me about it at work and i was talking about it and i was like yep and i was excited (laughs) about it and if you walk by and you just so happen me working on it well okay i guess you're gonna have to fire me and then i'm just gonna have to get severance (laughs) and we're gonna have to figure it out because i was literally just like at that point um but it was also very funny because although like there were some people that were excited for me about it there was a couple people at my company that kind of like talked about it oh you're a little blog like you know oh, what I'm when saying? they threw the little in front of it it's just like oh you big hating right <laughs> oh i see the little project you're working on and things like that and i was just like yeah okay cool but little did anyone know like in my mind i've always known what i wanted to do like mm-hmm. 
I told myself, I remember like I was sitting with my um my sister and my cousin and we played this game and it was like where do you self where do you see yourself being in ten years? And I said, um being one of the top earning black owned woman owned creative agencies in Connecticut. Yeah. And I said that when I was like I was I think I was like twenty three. Wait, you so, gotta throw in that with international reach. Right, 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 right. <laughs> with international reach. Yes. I mean I think I was I, I think even like have saying having started in Connecticut, you know, for me was big at the time. Because yeah. I'm like I have this is in me innately like what I do like I love it mm-hmm. um but I was still learning mm-hmm. but I still had that vision for myself and then now like kind of when I sit here and look back at it look back at it it's like it's kind of cool because I'm on that path yes that's beautiful so yeah I mean I always knew this was something I wanted to do and what prompted me to leave my job that job at the time was just like I couldn't take it anymore. Like I couldn't take being pigeonholed mm-hmm. and and having all of these gifts and you telling me I can't use them. One at my job and then making me sign a non compete. So you're telling me I can't use them I can't use outside yeah. of my job. Yeah. I have it's like I, we own you. We own all your thoughts and we're not gonna let you use them at all because we don't want you going anywhere in life. <laughs> And and you once you kind of realize your worth, that's when you like I can't accept that. Yeah. So I say I typed up my res- <laughs> I typed up my resignation letter and I hadn't sent it. I didn't send it like like mm-hmm. I didn't send it. I I just typed it up because I knew it was coming. Yeah. And I told my I told like I told my parents I told my friends I had an apartment at the time. I was like I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I'm not doing this anymore. So like if I have to go and do get like a part-time job or like work go back work at j crew like whatever i was mm-hmm. like i'm doing it because i was just so unhappy yeah. like it just to be that restricted that mm-hmm. you can't use your gifts in your job or outside of your job it's just not worth it at all so yeah. i ended up getting a a part-time job at a consignment shop in west hartford mm-hmm. center and and people were like thought i was crazy like you literally left an an advertising agency job and like that's what you have i get it and i still like so i had got that job that part-time job and i still hadn't resigned um the week before i was going to put in my resignation letter they laid off six people at my job oh wow one of the women happens to be pregnant at the time and we were all like shocked and we're like what's going on and they laid off people that had been there like longer than me Mm -hmm. um that kind of like helped to start the foundation of the company Mm -hmm. and the woman that got laid off she was in the process of looking for freelance work Mm -hmm. and she just so happened even though I was still at the job, she just so happened to refer me for, like, um, a freelance opportunity. She didn't even know that I was trying to leave. Oh, no. The woman called me and was, like, she once she, I, I got, once I talked to her and told her about, like, what I do and, like, mm. you know, um, that I was ready to go. I told her, I said, listen, between you and I, whether or not this opportunity comes to me, I'm leaving my job anyway. <laughs> but, um yeah like this is what i have to offer like let me know what i need to do Mm -hmm. um we 
she called me back two uh two days later and said okay so i think you'd be the perfect fit for the job but you'd have to start in two weeks i said bet like the resignation is already um the resignation letter is already typed up like i didn't saw her but like um literally um once she told me that like i called my mom and i told her like i was super happy like i had got another job in advertising Mm -hmm. um but it was like in like it was like in the insurance world and i was just like anything to Mm -hmm. get out of here and it was a blessing and it was three times the pay Oh wow! So it wasn't even something I applied for. Wow, and beautiful. And um, my mom was like, you know, wait until they give you the actual official um Mm -hmm. offer letter before you resign. But you were gonna resign anyway. (laughs) I was like, I said, yeah, okay, mom. I printed out the resignation letter right there, and I walked into the CEO of the company's office (laughs) and said, um. You know, this is just <laughs> I basically told him like, you know, I was super grateful for the opportunity because I was like, yeah. I did learn a lot there, but I wasn't waiting for an offer letter. I was ready to go. Like that was for just a sure. sign to me. That was just a sign to me, and mm. um, yeah, that was my last two weeks there, and it was the best decision that I ever made. Like, yeah. I went full speed ahead with my blog Mm -hmm. because like my new job they didn't have any non-compete things or anything like they they actually encouraged you so that's how you get loyalty because then you doing your own stuff on the side you don't know what what kind of connections you're gonna make that you could connect with them and stuff like that that other place it was valid companies (laughs) don't realize that by allowing people to express themselves and use use the things that are like innately in them you're going to want them they're going to want to stay yeah or stay longer mm-hmm. you know or even put in a good word or put in a good word yeah. like have yeah. positive things to say um because like now when i come back and like people ask me about my journey that first experience is always going to be not positive yeah and that's terrible because i know i'm going places so like when I talk about you, if they Google you and find you, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But, but yeah, so I don't know, like for me, it was really like not being able to do what I knew I was meant to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and being restricted in that, that made me realize that it was time for me to leave. And then even before I had, even before I had a definitive place to go, God already set it up for me. Oh, for sure. And he put me in a position where, one, you're not only making more money, two, you have the freedom to use your gifts. And uh, that's what really allowed me to be where I am today. Mm -hmm. Not only that, but I feel like what you were talking about when you kind of, like, even with the restrictions that were placed on you, you were just like, you know what, I need this. Like, I'm going to do this. You know, if you you feel like you got to fire me, then do what you got to do. And you were working on your stuff. Like, I feel like that that was a sign that you were ready. It was a sign that you were ready for what was coming next. Like, Mm -hmm. and I feel like... When you're talking about you, you'd be at your desk doing your own stuff. Like, I had moments in my last job when I would just, like, I would have ideas come to me and I'd hear them paging me. I would hear them paging me and paging me and I would be in the bathroom writing. Because I would, like, on on receipt tape, on toilet paper from the bathroom. Oh on Like, gosh. sometimes, like, some I would usually have a little notebook with me, but when I forget my notebook, it was anything. I would, li- or even just sending myself emails or text messages on my phone. Because when that idea, whether it's a poem, whether it's, like, you know, uh, an editorial piece or, like, just 
a, a part of a book because I remember there was a specific part that I was writing from my first book and I was I, I mentioned that I think I mentioned that I was like locked away in the bathroom at work writing oh it because it was like when the inspiration flows when the inspiration flows you gotta jump on it so I was like, you know what? I could possibly get in trouble for this. But in five years, I will not be here. So it does not matter what they do now. I am going to stay here and I'm going to finish this right. And then when I'm finished, I will get out and see what they need. But until then. You're like, nah, I'm going to get this idea long. out. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and it's necessary. But I feel like like even now, the job that I'm in now, it's like I, I, I feel that it's time to go that's coming I, f- I feel it like I, like you said I I wrote my resignation a few weeks ago I wrote it up and I didn't put a date on it I didn't decide when it was that I wanted to leave yet but I wrote it up because I knew it was going to be time for it at some point before the the year is over mm-hmm. and now so I have like I have co-workers that aren't really as nice or not not really as um you know just cool as they were when i first started so instead of just like sitting in the break room on our break and you know just talking to them like i used to do i go downstairs by myself and i'll eat by myself and i'll have my computer with me and i'm writing my scripts and i have my books with me and i'm finishing you know and it's just like when i get to that point where i rather isolate myself and get work done or like work that's not even pressing when i rather isolate myself that's how i know that i'm not in that same space where it's just like i love it here and I don't hate it there but it's it's just like I don't want to wait like I did the last time the eight years that I spent at that last job I'm not waiting till I get to that point here or with anything else that mm-hmm. it's not like aligned specifically with my purpose with my desires I'm not waiting that long anymore I'm going to leap no matter how uncomfortable it is because after that first leap it was just like like it, it felt more like a push than a leap and so feeling like completely unprepared it's just like i don't want to be back there so i'm going to prepare myself for whatever i have to do next and i'm gonna i'm gonna make sure it happens before i feel forced again and it's real it's like and i remember when you mentioned um like how much you would cry there like that's real that is real when you're at a place where you're when i think of a job i think of somewhere like in in the context of you know working somewhere that's not really aligned with your purpose but just it, it serves you as far as you know the money that you want to make mm-hmm. i don't think of a place where you go in and you get bullied or you go in and you feel so stressed that you literally just don't know what to do in regards to whatever it's whether it's like you know tension with your coworkers or just feeling like pigeonholed like that's not what it's supposed to be so for you to be at your job like crying all the time it's just like something that is a sign that something's gotta give and I don't feel like I feel like a lot of us don't take those signs when we first get them not enough or even I mean I feel like we all miss like the first few signs especially the first time the first time around uh, you know uh, a leap of faith we kind of don't realize what what signs are actual signs Absolutely. and I just I feel like there's a lot of us that and then also when you mentioned um, the the layoffs it's just like I know a lot of people who are like oh, I need my job, I, I got kids, or I got, like, sure, I completely understand that, and that is a legitimate excuse, but then what if that, you know, what if it goes from, 
you know, you you not feeling like you have the option to leave, but you being forced to leave, what are you going to do then? Right. So I feel like if you have an idea what you want to do, if you have an idea that you don't want to do this, even if you don't know what you want to do, it's worth exploring because start you, now. Yes. And you might mm-hmm. go from one day having that option to say, you know what, I need to take this leap of faith or not even a leap. Let me just like tiptoe around the bend to see what else is there because one day you might be pushed mm-hmm. and then you're gonna you know it's it's different when you choose to than when you're forced to so i feel like everybody needs to at least at the very least explore those options and it's absolutely it's it's easier said than done but stop making complaints and start making change that's what mm. that's what i would say yeah. because I would go and like when I was in my position where I'm, I like just hated where I was at. Mm-hmm. I would go and complain to you know my coworkers or to my friends like about how terrible it was. But it wasn't until I started my blog, yeah, and then actually ma- that making me want to wake up at six a.m. and work on it, mm-hmm. and actually making me want to learn more that things just started happening. Mm-hmm. Things started just to like fall in place, like even like with the layoffs and stuff that I mentioned that was like that was like a divine timing where if she wasn't laid off she wouldn't be talking to that freelance woman and I wouldn't have had that opportunity and then I wouldn't have had um a portfolio of writing had I not started my blog Mm -hmm. so I I would say just like start somewhere um each day you just spend like complaining about your situation and not actually doing something to make it change the farther away it is going to be for you to actually like get out of the space that you're in Mm -hmm. um and i would say quality people Mm -hmm. i think people like take that sometimes like too lightly surround yourself with quality people yes um (laughs) That is the biggest thing. I had one of, like, outside of just, like, career stuff, I had one of the biggest life changes when a bunch of stuff happened in my life where my whole entire friendship circle was disrupted. Oh, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, I was just like, what's going on, God? Like, literally, you mm-hmm. plucked everyone out of my life. It was, and I was actually very, you know, I went through a lot with that situation because yeah. when you when you lose um, you know, like a group of friends or like people at that. Yeah, it's like really hard. It feels like it kind of feels like a death. Like you, you, they oh, don't yeah. longer, they don't exist anymore. Um, and, and not to say like okay, um, you know that wasn't quality, but like the people that were then bought brought into my life were more aligned with my purpose. Yes. So yes. when I say quality people, I mean like people that are going where you're going and can help you go where you're going like just like even if it's just their energy equally yoked yes 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 yes. so like i feel like everyone that who's in my life now every time i'm with them i'm progressing like i'm getting closer to like something that i'm trying to do in my life so yeah, I guess those are my two biggest things. I know that's, that's super cliche. But <laughs> no, but it's real. And I feel like the more we talk about it, the more we realize that the people who are kind of at peace or just in really good places on their journey, those are their keys that just validates it even more. That, yeah, you got to. And it's, it's like 
like you said you're you're it was disrupted so it wasn't that you realized that they weren't good for you and that you stepped back the, the force had to come through and disrupt that in order it for was you a to force. so it's, it's about <laughs> it was a exactly force. so it's about allowing that because i feel like a lot of people they then go and try to lock in and try to fix it and try to you know they spend all of their energy trying to regain what they lost when it wasn't supposed to be a loss it was supposed to be setting you free and freeing up your energy so you can go full force into the direction that you're supposed to go with the people you're supposed to go with and people don't I don't think it's emphasized enough that you got, you know, just even give it time because I feel like once you give it time, then you realize that, okay, yeah. Cause I just literally just went through the same thing. I lost some people and I was just like, wait, I thought you were like, I thought you were on for the long haul. I thought, and it wasn't like they, it wasn't them deciding to leave. It was that yeah. disruption. It was, this doesn't feel good anymore. This doesn't feel purposeful. This doesn't feel aligned anymore. I need to take some space and sort it out. And when the sorting is done and it's just like there's no space for them anymore, it's kind of just like, whoa, well, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> when I tell you, like, kind of how what you said, mm-hmm. um, you try to fix it. Yeah. I was try- I was even trying to find ways to, like, make things work. And it was to the point where when I would go to, like, see that person or, you know, do something that would be to try to fix the situation, I got into a car accident. No, it was that extreme, Kim. I like, got a ticket. It was that extreme. <laughs> it was twice. I got a ticket. Two different people. Yeah, so I, I know. <laughs> and then I literally was like, you know what? I give up. Like, you know what? Because clearly, God, you're not going to stop. Thanks. You're it's not like, going to stop. You're costing me money now, so you got to go. <laughs> <laughs> like, me being cool with you is costing me money, and I ain't got it, so bye. <laughs> oh, my so gosh. Though, but it really, yeah, life will show you. It will. And I think it's just about allowing yourself to, I think a lot of people, they, you know, they pray for change, but they don't realize that God is willing. God is willing to, to help that change along. But you, if you get in your car and you don't like start the car and press the gas, how can you steer? You're not going to go anywhere. You can Mm -hmm. steer, but you're going to be still in the same space. So God, think of God as a steering wheel. So once you put your foot on the gas and make make moves to actually going forward then he can guide you and tell you where to turn and show you where to go and things like that but you got to take the first step yeah you got to take because it's a lot of people they there's a there's a there's a good amount of people who have faith but they don't do the work and then there's a good amount of people who do the work but they don't have faith and you it the people who do both that have a good portion of both those are the most successful people and not successful as far as just money and status and 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 whatever else it's they have the best people around them they are happiest they have the right amount of money it doesn't have to be more money than the other people it's mm-hmm. what they for what they need and they're happy and they're fulfilled and they're at peace and that's success to me so there's people with a lot of money that ha- they have no faith and there's people who you know are hard workers and they ha- you know they they have faith but they're not making the 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 sustainable money because they they have faith but they're not you know necessarily doing the work in the right direction it's like that that combination it, it needs to be and it's it's not about just working, 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 working. Sometimes you have to fall back. Sometimes you have to pause, be still, and figure out your direction. And so, absolutely, I, it, it's 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 unique for each person's journey. But like, I jobs are just a starting block. 
and there is no such thing as a job security like you know there is no such thing as job security at all whatsoever when you got when you got people who they go through the process they go to school they get that they get that job they get the corner office and then they you know the company starts downsizing and they lose everything that they've put all of their energy and their 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 life into Mm. like why like why is that you know people who you know they got their 401k they got you know all of this their pension and then they lose their pension for something or what how like, how are we still all preaching this how are we still that. preaching this as the yeah. you know the goal the american dream or whatever how are we still preaching this when we're shown that in any moment it can collapse so Absolutely. there's got to be that and i don't want to I, I like i can't even call it a fallback it's got to be you know you gotta actually I feel like, you know, if, if whatever it is that you're into, whatever you're doing, if that's your purpose, if that's your dream, if that's your, your desire, your passion, and it collapses, there's no way, there's nothing out, there's nothing in this world outside of you and your will and your decisions that can stop that from being rebuilt in a better way, in a different way, in the way that's more designed and, and aligned to you. But if it's just something that you're just going through because you think you're supposed to go through it, it can collapse but then you won't have the will to desire or to the the will or the desire to to get it back to where it was or to get it further because it's not it's not you it's not aligned to you it's not purpose it's not it's not your drive Mm -hmm. so it's just like you give up that's why a lot of people give up when that nine to five you know collapses they become alcoholics they become homeless they you know they they give up because they don't have that will to to see it come back because it wasn't their purpose it wasn't their it wasn't their dream it wasn't their like they had no passion for it and so it's it's a delicate balance of doing what you got to do doing what you want to do and your faith and your work and it's a delicate balance you got to give a little you got to take a little you got to do all of that even if you have a job and you do it for like an hour a day or an hour a week Mm mm-hmm of what you you can have as like a backup plan it's it's worth it definitely it's like i'm a firm believer in making time in order to make time so mm-hmm. a lot of people like uh, every time i talk about how i started out as an artist i you know i was going to school i had a job i was doing all of that i was always exhausted and it's just like i said i didn't have time but I wanted art to be a part of my life so badly that I, you know, it's just like, okay, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I just, I'm gonna write something here. It's just like, you know, bathroom at work or just even in class while I'm supposed to be listening to, you know, the lesson, and I'm just like jotting down like whatever's coming to mind. And then the more I do that, the more it compiles, the more I have to show for it. And then when you're doing that, and then you, you know, one day you're inspired to share it, even if you don't feel ready, you post it on social media or whatever. Somebody sees it. Somebody, oh, so like, I, I when. I went from like I I found a couple events that I some open mics Mm -hmm. and I would like have to like gather all of my moral support like hey you want to come to this event with me maybe just maybe I'll perform and my friends were all gung-ho like oh if you're gonna perform I'll, I'll take that drive with you and I remember it was out in West Haven once and I went I drove out to West Haven with three of my friends and just for the chance that I might have the courage in that moment to perform and like when I got there they were pushing me they were like come on you gotta do it so I did it and then after that like somebody was recording it so it was on Facebook and then through that somebody hit me up like hey I would love for you to perform here and then I stopped having to find my own events and people started asking me you know hey you should come out to my event and then people started asking me to feature to headline their events and offering to pay me for it so if I never took the time to make that time 
in those moments and you know and now when I have you know I'll, I'll have gigs paid gigs where I can afford to take the day off because I'm getting paid for that gig anyway so that's buying me more time essentially but that I would have never gotten there if I didn't take the time in the moment to make the time in the moment and so I say like I'm a firm believer that that diligence like you like if you're faithful with the little bit that you have now as far as money time whatever you have more is gonna come but you have to get started and that that like that that's how I plan to get up out of the whole working working for somebody else consistently being faithful with my time being faithful with my talents like Mm -hmm. you know they they have that whole in the bible there's that parable with the talents and they talk about it as if it's money but I think about it as talents like my my talent for writing my talent for you know like spoken word whatever using my voice essentially I'm utilizing that now. So everything that I do now, it's going to make space for me to be able to do more later. And uh, that's how it works. It's it's been yeah. proven. It's Seriously. Been proven. It's like impossible for you to put um, your energy, your positive energy into something and then not manifest into something. It it's just to. like physically impossible. It so it's like. To. But it, it's you plant the seed. Yeah. Your action, your initial actions is planting the seed. Then you give it time. And then when that harvest comes, and the harvest is still work. So, you know, the harvest is, you know, people seeing what you're doing and then giving you more opportunities to actually do more. And you just got to patience. Do the work. Have patience. Acknowledge the moments, the wins when it comes, no matter how small. And keep doing more. Absolutely. Well, I'm so glad you invited me to be on here. I'm happy you agreed. I like I, I see what you do. I've seen what you do, and it's always so like quiet and powerful and al- alignment again. It, it it aligned, and so I was like, yes, we need this. We need this conversation. We need to have it. And so thank you for agreeing. Yeah, of course, it's beautiful. Until next time, peace. that you were able to receive some new insight from today's segment, some inspiration, a little bit of comfort, or even just a glimpse into a new perspective. Thanks for listening. Until next time, be love and be loved.